0: Welcome to episode three of Which Way From Here. I am your host, Corinne Labita, and I am excited to bring you another interview with another one of my really good friends. This time, it's Amanda Woodward, and I can't tell you how happy I am that I was able to make this interview happen with her because she had a lot of different things going on, both with health and also just needing to feel prepared to talk about the whole process of clearing, which is what we really deep dive into within this episode. So just for a little bit of backstory, my work right now has everything to do with clearing. I've kind of transitioned out of tarot, though I still do a little bit of that, into mostly taking on different clearing cases. People kind of find me, whether it's friends or friends of friends, and have been asking me to help clear uh, spaces or themselves themselves. And the reason why I'm equipped to do this now is because of the work that I have done with Amanda. She's the one who's taught me how to do it and how to do it within integrity. So I have future episodes that showcase me doing my brand of clearing. And it didn't feel right to release those episodes before talking to Amanda or in like recording a conversation with Amanda where we really talk about what is the act of clearing? What are we doing? Why is it important? And can anyone do this work? Uh, The answer is yes. Anyone can do this work and everyone should. Maybe in different capacities, though. You don't have to go around clearing buildings and, and probably shouldn't, at least not at first. So that said, not too much of a preamble here because the interview really goes in deep into this conversation. And I I honestly am just so excited to bring this information to you all because it is cutting edge information on where we all are energetically Um, and what the big work is at this point. So without much further ado, let's roll the tape. Welcome to Which Way From Here? Okay, we're recording. All right, everyone, welcome to Which Way From Here? I am so excited uh, because I, Corinne Labida, am here with... My sister from another mista, Amanda Woodward, I am so happy that you're here joining me finally. Thank you. And you've <laughs> been avoiding it for so long. Now I'm excited. <laughs> this is going to be really good. So, like, no, no, oh. <laughs> So Amanda and I are going to be going deep into the conversation about what clearing is because it's something that showed up in my world, something that Amanda is like the OG, the expert on. Um, And everything that I know about clearing is because of this amazing woman. And so I'm really, really excited to like dive deep into the depths of what the process of clearing is (laughs) and how you came to develop what you developed, how you developed it. So thank you for that intro. I, I appreciate
1: that. i I feel like I'm becoming an OG. I feel like I'm constantly learning. I don't know if expert, I don't know, but I appreciate your perspective on that. Cause I feel like I'm, even if I, when I feel like I get to a level of mastery, I learn something new. So, you know, we'll say striving towards expert and mastery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Where it's like, it's like the, um, the healed version of that word expert as opposed to the abusive word where it's like you happen to have the cutting edge like the cutting edge knowledge that pretty much no one else I'm seeing has it other than for me Jacqueline Hobbs and you and Jacqueline Hobbs will say the exact same thing independently of each other within like a week or two of one another which is really fun for me because I'm like, holy shit, look at, look at my, look at my friend go. <laughs> She's fucking amazing.
1: Thank you for that. I'm happy to be here with you. And you always spark all of this stuff. You know, our conversations, they start as a seed and they just, right, right.
0: Whole garden happening. And we're like, where are we? Right. <laughs> so I figure we'll, we'll just start with basics. Like, what is clearing and why should we do it?
1: I love this question. Um, So the way that I would define clearing is becoming aware of the fact that you have energetic anatomy, becoming aware of how to work with that energetic anatomy for your optimum health and well-being. And then beyond that, and maybe this happens at the same time, this awareness that energetic anatomy is how our entire world is designed. We just have our own particular, like we have our own physical bodies that interact with the rest of the energetics of earth. And it's not, you know, mystical, you know, whatever. It's like, we have internal organs that we can't see, but we know we're in there. We know they're in there. Right. And we have um, impulses that run through our body that we can't, we can, you know, kind of measure now um, it's just the same with our energetic anatomy that we can't see it. Well, we can see it, but not in the traditional way. And that, um, science is starting to measure it. I mean, they, there's acknowledgement that there's an electromagnetic field, but it's so much more than that. And I feel like we're just a little bit ahead of where the science is with it, but that this is going to be, you know, in anatomy classes in the future, there's going to be a whole section. I, I believe on the energetic part. Yeah, yeah. It's a little mystical is just we don't even realize how empowered we are to actually work with that anatomy and shift things and not just our own, but the environment around us in our spaces, the way we interact with other people, with animals, with plants, with the air, with, you know, um, so in that part, it gets a little bit more out there, (laughs) but at the very basic It's understanding that energetic anatomy and understanding how to remove things out of it that are not for, they're not you and they are not for your health. They're not benefiting your health, your well-being, your mental health, um, all of the above. So that's essentially what clearing is. It's the awareness and then it's the, and I know I can do something about it. I can clear something out of my body, my energetic field, my home um, that is harming me in some
0: way. Right. Yeah. The way I look at it is like, you know, so like the actual act of clearing is removing detritus, removing that, which like you said, that shouldn't be within our energetic fields and also our physical bodies. And I like when I was jotting down notes about like, how, how did I want to talk, start talking about this? Like We, as humans, we already engage in clearing, like cleaning our house is a type of clearing, Uh, you know, doing exercise is a type of clearing, but it's clearing only at a, a, a a certain level. And when you engage in the energetic clearing that you're talking about, and like really getting uh, aware of the energetic anatomy, like you describe it, Um, it's taking those things to the next level where it's not just in your physical reality. It's every, um, version of you it's removing detritus and, and other, uh, negative and toxic influences.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And in the process of that, you also, you know, let's say you were going to, um, detox in your physical body and start a new nutrition routine and exercise routine, you gain strength over time. And that's what I find with clearing work is that your energetic anatomy, which then reflects in your physiology, gains strength and resilience over time. So does your home space. The more you clear of us eventually, the less actually can even access I mean I think most people might be able to wrap their ha- their heads around the possibility that you can do that with your own energetic anatomy. I think it takes a next step of like is this possible to understand that we can have that effect on the environment around us. So you can you can build resiliency in your home space, but you always start in my in my experience with yourself. If you don't understand how to take care of your own energetics first, then you know, a lot of different things can kind of go awry. <laughs> so
0: absolutely. And and it's so perfect because like this interview is going to be posted, hopefully today <laughs> um, for this week's for the, which way from here. And it's going to be like um, the second interview uh, that I'm doing for the podcast. Last week, I posted an interview with my friend, Mary, who said the exact same thing. And she does her version of reiki like she uses that word to describe her, her work but she uses it in a universal way not in the like traditional reiki way see lineage way yeah exactly exactly um but she talked about how like if you're going to start doing ener- energy work and if you want to start helping other people you first need to spend a significant amount of time just working on yourself knowing what is you knowing your energy and being able to differentiate between you and anything else that might come into your field. Because if you don't, you're in for a world of hurt.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I agree with that. And I don't know if this is the time to segue into it, but I'll just drop this. And then you can tell me which way we're going is I feel like um, a lot of the more harmful aspects of spirituality as it's especially as it's becoming more and more just kind of a regular topic of conversation you see billboards with lebron james telling you to meditate you see i mean there's you know it's just becoming more like in our cultural conversations about spirituality this is where we're running into many problems with a lot of people becoming aware of energetics becoming aware that they have access to these own abilities within themselves and just diving in and offering all these services for other people without ever starting with the foundation of truly knowing how their energetic anatomy works in conjunction with their physiology, what effect that has, and being able to then discern what is truly mine and truly beneficial versus a bunch of bullshit. Right. And that's kind of where we're getting ahead. We're like, oh, I can I can see things. So I'm gonna start offering readings and I can do things. So I'm gonna start offering healing. Not only that, it's not just about the clearing, it's about your own healing of your own trauma Mm -hmm. in your physical body and your subtle body system is key to that true, what I just, I refer to as true discernment. It's not at the level of the mind. It's you have to clean some of this stuff out. Not a hundred percent. None of us are a hundred percent clear of all stuck survival responses in our body. That's, that's a, you know, maybe a lifetime of work, but you have to start doing some of it before you can really work with spiritual modalities. I think in a healthy and not harmful way for others, because even with clearing, a lot of people jump right in and they're like, oh, I want to learn this and I want to start clearing. Oh, I see an entity on that person and I see but and they have no clue what's going on in their own and it leaves them more susceptible. And, and if they're offering services can cause a lot of harm to their clients, which is how I end up getting a lot of my clients, which is why I take a particular view about all the spiritual stuff right now, because I'm I, the person, I'm like the trauma surgeon equivalent you know like i had a trauma surgeon put my face back together and i'm sure he might have an opinion about bicycles that the average person doesn't have <laughs> because he's seen what they can do that's how i feel about the clearing work is a many 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 of my clients have found me because what started out as like a healthy fun no oh, this is cool i'm going to ayahuasca ceremony and i'm doing this and i'm into this starts to spiral out towards even sometimes in some cases into psychosis yes well this is why all this is important to me is this we're not messing around this can cause true harm mm-hmm. without this very basics of like learning to care for yourself first and then building any spiritual belief or practice off of that foundation
0: absolutely yeah i think i mean that's such a conversation to be having right now because now that we're, we've entered into um, the normalization of a lot of uh, what we call like you and I kind of snidely call the Instagram spirituality. And it's not to completely shit on that version. That is a great introduction. And it's also been pretty hijacked um, as far as, uh, that people tend to, like you said, get really excited about the possibilities, the relative ease of this work, because we're naturally built to do this work. So you get like a lot of people dip their toe in, see how easy it is to have really positive effects. And then, um, uh, like you said, not having the due diligence and then getting caught in the mind stuff and get easily swayed into a lot of, um, what I call the old world nonsense. A lot of the hierarchy stuff that we, people tend to like fall back into wanting to be leaders, wanting to be teachers of these things because of the excitement, because of the joy, because the relative ease of it. Um, And, and like, yeah, the, the harm that I'm seeing from all of this is the, um, like, like, like you said, it can get as bad as psychosis, but what I have personally been seeing is that there are, uh, there is a, a crystallization of belief system where it's like shedding, like, oh, we're getting rid of, um, you know, Christianity or religion or whatever. And I'm using this to replace it. And then um, wanting to proliferate this, this information because it it's helped me or it helped the individual, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Anyway, that's a tangent as well. But like, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's really like, It is very easy to, uh, I don't want to say I get it wrong. That's not it, but it's very easy to go off and not, not understand like how to, uh, come back to self, come back to body, know what you're doing. And then I don't know, fuck shit up by accident. I know I've made those mistakes. So anyway, yeah.
1: I think just, you know, kind of riffing off of what you just said, too, the, um, what ends up happening, especially people who are just like whoop, discovering spirituality or discovering these new, or I mean, even sometimes ancient, I feel like, you know, more of the new, what many people would label new age, we could say trendy, um, things that people are coming online with. It, it just becomes a, coping mechanism which then helps you avoid doing your actual deeper healing which often comes right back down to your own nervous system yeah. and that's not ignoring, that's not ignoring that and that you know energy exists or that a spirit world exists it's not in denial of that but like you have a body for a reason and it is to navigate the material world in a particular way and it's brilliantly designed and Things happen where they're, you know, um, the way your nervous system is designed, if it's not nurtured properly, can start to do things not in the way that it is designed. And that affects even your perception of the spirit world, where a lot of people approach the, um, like spirituality again, as something out there as mystical, as fantastical, you can believe it or not, um, that kind of thing, but it's actually like the energetics of earth and our bodies are real. Even if sometimes it's a little, it looks a little Marvel comics out there when you get into it or whatever, you know, it's still just like, um, it's not, it would be like making your whole life about having curly hair. You have curly hair and you're just like, I got my curly hair, my profession's about my curly hair, my every, you know, it's the same thing about energetics and spirituality. And um, I don't know. I think we're just in a really interesting time where it's a positive that people are starting to realize like there's more than there's more to this world and to ourselves than just what we can see. An ancient, you know, our history, we've known this, right? We've known this in various ways. Um, so it's cool that people are coming back online with that. And in the same respect, there's just, it's such a rush and a wave that a lot of people are just getting siphoned off into all of these directions. And I find that I think to, you know, what you were talking about, about belief systems and stuff, there's also, it comes along with labels. Like what I see a lot of are, okay, I have had a really hard time in my life and I start delving into the spirituality. And now I don't identify as human anymore. I identify as a Pleiadian star seed, which rather like going along with that label I'm an INFJ or whatever they're called. I'm an empath. I'm a seer. I'm an oracle. Choosing labels because spirituality on a mental level can, can you you can find reasons. You're like, oh, this is why I've scrub, str- uh, struggled my whole life. Right. Right. And so you're like, oh, it's not because there's something wrong with me. It's because I'm a star seed and I'm actually not meant to be on earth. And that is denial of life. Right. I yeah. love it. And and so you can choose those labels, you know, like um, I I have had an incident with somebody. <laughs> well, you're kind of aware of what's going on. But what I will say is, is that um, there's a person who used to be in my life who had been accused of plagiarism a couple of times. And she chose to justify it by saying that her human design is a projector And therefore, she needs to essentially plagiarize in order to produce in the world. So rather than just looking at what what causes us to do these very human things, I mean, you don't have to beat yourself up about it. It was like, well, that's my human design and I'm sticking to it. I'm Aquarius, so I'm doing this and whatever. And that's all fine and good. And sometimes those labels can temporarily point us in the right direction. But this seems to be a theme in spirituality right now it's like I was born to be a shaman so I'm doing this and you're not looking at actually you are in a dysregulated state in your nervous system constantly while providing services to others that might not actually be the safest practice and I think you may have witnessed that in person in um you know ceremony that we we have sat in together so there's just you know there's just a lot to it and we're all learning and I'm not trying to say anybody's doing wrong. But for me, like if I had to pick one tenant above all, it's that I don't want to cause anyone else harm by what I'm doing, what I'm teaching, what I'm sharing, when I'm clearing someone like that is number one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's hard because there's only so much that we can control, right? And we can, there's only so much that we can do, especially when dealing with other individuals and their systems, which comes back to like, we are all individually responsible for how we move through the world and how we engage within the work that we're called to. And that, that was a big lesson for, for me recently because, um, starting, Like clearing, doing clearing work just showed up for me, which I'm sure it did for you too. And we're going to get into that, how it showed up for you and how you started this. But like I started, like I've only been doing this on a regular basis for a couple of months and it started because someone asked me to do it. A friend of mine asked me to clear her, her workspace and I had never done it before and never even occurred to me to do that work. I just knew what, like, doing, I just knew about clearing through you, and then, of course, like, other uh, spiritual circles, but you were my biggest context for how to properly do that, in the way that is, in for me, most integrity, um, and as at the cutting edge of where Frequency is now because everything has shifted up so many octaves so rapidly as the earth shifts and we shift with her so that the old ideas of ritualistic clearing are no longer relevant. So thank God I had you. And it also felt very alignment that I had you as people suddenly started to show up in my world asking me to do this kind of work. Again, tangent, but like I, I'm saying all of that to say like it's interesting. So it shows up, you do the thing, and then you still have the growing pains. Like like all of the clearings that I've done so far have been in like have felt very much in alignment because they just have been showing up. I'm not looking for them, they're coming to me. And I have all of the tools and help to get the job done. And then even with that, I had a situation very, very recently, uh, as you know, um, where a friend, I helped him clear his home and he had a reaction and, and it felt like a negative reaction. Now I know, you know, 72 hours later that it was actually just his body purging. Like he didn't actually go through anything too bad. But his body, like literally, like had a physical reaction where, like a like a cold, like symptoms. But they were heavy, and it and it and it scared him. He sent me a text, and it scared me. Like where I was like, oh, did I did I just mess this up? Did I make a wrong move? Did I do something of the mind and not of the body? Did I not go in integrity? Like la, da 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 da. The answer is no, everything was in an integrity and everything was as it should have been. And his body is just doing what bodies do and getting rid of toxins, getting rid of things. And we just shook some stuff loose by doing the clearing. And I still found myself freaking out. (laughs) and so it is it it, like you said this shit is no joke it is no joke to do this work and even when you do everything that you can to stay in integrity and stay in alignment and stay you like these factors will still come in that we can do nothing about and it's just like whoo (laughs) whoo Like there's there's a kind of a fun aspect to this because you do get to take out some shit that shouldn't be here anymore, and that's that's cool. But oh my gosh, everything else around it is like hardcore. It's hardcore. It's like man, there 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 are some effects to this that can really screw things up. So anyway, yeah, it's no joke,
1: and I think what you're describing is where you know, um, the reactions happen. That's not the problem. The problem is if you believe all of the things that are that are trying to get, and, and it's such a touchy thing because you always, like, for me, I always want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to be in integrity. Like you said, to make sure that it's all supposed to be happening. And if someone has a reaction immediately and sometimes it's like "Mm -hmm," there are opportunistic energies that are like, all right, can we find a weak spot here? Can we find where she still holds self-doubt and get her to shut down? Because I actually had a friend who um, he comes from, you know, a very, very ancient lineage of people that he is, you know, mostly genetically that culture which is rare these days. Yeah. Generational medicine people. He was trained as a medicine person in his culture and his lineage. And he came to me once when I was shutting all of this work down, like in uh, late 2020, early 2021, I was like, nope, done, done with all of it. I remember. Yeah. Applications at the bank at that, you know, I'm like looking around and he showed up at just the right time, he and his wife. And he was like, just remember that when you choose this path that you're on, the the very thing that you're clearing, the very thing that you are. He didn't use these words. I'm not going to quote him because he was using some of his cultural context. He's like, the very thing that you were trying to do will come at you and de- try to get you to stop doing this work. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't forget that. My grandmother taught me that. And I'm telling you this now. And he also gave me a gift, which in his culture is like a protective gift. Um, gift. And he's like, and I, he did not even know this was happening in my life. He didn't know that I was like, I'm out quitting, retired, you know, and yeah. he just shows up in the middle. I think of the, you know, lockdown, him and his wife came over and were like, essentially saying, keep going. And don't forget, there's always a trickster there. That's going to try to veer you off the path, especially when you're effective at it. Right. You're, you're fucking things up. Why don't you quit? Right. Wait. So what prevents that again? Back to your basic foundational tools of nervous system work, trauma release, clearing yourself. That's how I get over what you just described every single time anything comes up. I go back to my main foundational things and get through it. And what do you know? Even And I have to choose to trust. If I go through all of my stuff and I'm still getting the same answer that, yep, everything's good. It's going to be fine. I have to choose to trust. And then I'm shown the confirmation of that after. And that can be terrifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, since starting down this particular road, which again, it has been kind of crazy how it's shown up because I knew that I was transitioning out of tarot. I wasn't really into tarot. I mean, I still do tarot. It's fun. You know, I still am able to like help people in the moment. People still come to me every once in a while and I'll be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But it wasn't like, it was very clear to me that that wasn't enough, that that wasn't going to be my thing anymore. Or um, And then this showed up, the synchronicities that come along with every single clearing session like before in my life synchronicities were pretty subtle and I'd have to be like well I guess I guess that's a a sign you know that's a nice sign this one's like getting punched in the face (laughs) every single time I do something I get a synchronicity that is so on the nose where it's like okay well I guess I'm just gonna keep doing this (laughs) because (laughs) Okay. So, um, let's talk about how you started all of this and like what the progression was and how you developed. And I know I'm using the wrong words here, uh, or like I'm using them a little bit differently from you, but I like using the protocol, like calling it the protocol, because I know you have the energetic hygiene and I'm calling that the protocol. And I know you have several protocols, but I like it because it's very like it's not, it's very grounded. Um yeah. so your multiple protocols, but under the umbrella of just the protocol that you developed. Go. Yo.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give you the Cliffs Notes version because it's it's all like a long, long and winding road. And I also was not looking for it. Um Back in 2014, my mother died, like November of 2014. And that was after a series of unfortunate events, a lot of things. 2012, I had a traumatic um, injury to my face and my brain. And um, that immediately I started to see, I I became aware of other layers of reality that I had never been aware of before. Actually, not true. As a child, yes. Yes had right. been so shut down and that as a child I always just assumed were my imagination. So that's 2012. so from 2012 all the way through I mean it's just it's still going sometimes but um a lot of crazy things were happening and after my mother died, I started dreaming about horses. I had always been um, obsessed with horses as a kid, but I started having this recurring, Super vivid, super tactile dream where I was leaning up against the flank. I couldn't even see the whole horse. I was just up against, like, its flank, a black horse, and I could smell the smell of horse. Right. And it was so calming and soothing to me. And it just kept happening after my mom's death until finally I just was like, you know what? I just need to hang out with some horses because something's going on. So long story short, I reached out to a local woman. I live in a rural area. A lot of people have horses and a lot of people with horses want more attention for their horses. And I was like, this is going to sound weird. Can I just hang out with your horses? So I started going over there and learning how to groom them and just being around them. I had no desire to ride. I just wanted to be around them and smell them and look at them. And it started to ping things. And pretty soon I started Googling like horse healing or horse. I don't even remember what it was. I just wanted to be around them so much that I wanted to find a way to get paid to be around them without me being a lifelong trained horse person. Right. Long story short, I end up finding Tom Mays and his wife Yolanda. Who do integrated equine therapies? They still teach. I highly recommend them if you want to work with horses. And I had no idea what I was getting into. I thought I was gonna like I read their website and I'm like, but something in me just felt like, yes, this is right. So I show up at their trainings. I'm one of, I don't know, however many students. I am the only person with little, little horse experience. I they were all veterinarians, professional horse trainers. One chick had just She was the lead veterinarian for the Brazil Olympics. Uh, (laughs) Lead equine veterinarian. So these are people at the top of their, and they all, they just know horses, right? They're just like handling them or whatever. And I'm like, I just want to smell them. (laughs) Anyway, um, especially a lot of these people have a medical background. Like Tom gets really into all of these different modalities, but you have to understand horse anatomy and physiology first. So a lot of the first training is all about that. Then he would go into techniques like myofascial release, osteopathy, muscle testing, kinesiology, craniosacral therapy, all of these. And I ended up studying with he and Yolanda for two years, taking different courses of theirs. But every time, see, I didn't know this at first, but there was an energetic element to all of it. And the primary thing that he taught, he calls, I think he calls it melding. You learn how to energetically merge with the horse. And so with that experience, I started having my first where I became aware of clairvoyance, where the horses were communicating to me with imagery in my own mind and vice versa. I could communicate to them with imagery in my own mind. By the way, old cowboys... They keep it to themselves, but like people who are around horses a lot know about this. Yeah. This is not like, woo, they don't want to talk about it because it will be called crazy, but like this is a thing. This is how horses communicate with energy. Long story short, I would, you know, I'd look over and the equine vet is doing some osteopathy thing, finding the nerve perfectly because she understands and I'm like asking Tom, I'm like, I'm seeing this picture in my head and whatever. And he would come over and he's like, you need to learn the more shamanic style stuff. Is I don't know if those are the words he used, but that's essentially what he was saying. He's like, your focus is going to be on the this part. So he would teach me different techniques along with the horse. And it just went from there, including an entity extraction. He taught me. Um, He said, and here's what he said, like he had this whole system of releasing, essentially it's like releasing trauma patterns from the horse, the equine body, Um, but they would always end up in the organ. So even if you had a vertebra out on the spine that was cocked out of alignment, chiropractics would just shove it back. Right. This work. You traced it and you were like, no, I'm going to get into the muscle, da, 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 da. but you, it would land in an organ. And If we could not clear that organ, then he would be like, and then there could be, I don't even know what he called it, a dark spirit and energy, but he was essentially saying an entity. And what this happened one time and he called me over to do it and had me, I was using my hands to physically like extract this entity out of the horse's body. And then the horse had the release that we were looking for. So that was the very first time I did anything at all around these realms or anytime I was introduced to that, or the fact that sometimes if your body doesn't just go naturally back into a state of healing, that there could be an extraneous factor, even beyond trauma. Right. That's, you know, an entity, a fucker. (laughs) So that's. Like the origins of it. That was in 2015. I started doing that work and I worked with horses for a couple years, but I knew the whole time I'm like, man, as much as I love this, I can feel that I'm meant to work with people. Right. But the basics of my understanding of some of that stuff, like the first light bulb moments were all with animals and they give you immediate feedback. Yeah. Yeah. They teach you. Because then I studied with, and I can never remember his name, James. James is his first name. And he is the teacher of the trust technique. And if you ever want to, if you question anything about working with energetic anatomy, go see this man's work. Because to me, that was like what I had been sensing and feeling and working with. And I think I took his course in like 2019. I, you can see it firsthand that you, shifting your energetic anatomy can have an immediate shift on an animal that you're not even near them. Mm -hmm. And I'd had that experience with horses, but he made me see that like, oh no, it's like, it's not just an accident when it happens, or it's not just occasionally like you can cause this to happen by shifting your energetic anatomy. You can shift the energetic anatomy of others. Yeah. Um, and I need to look up his last name because I will always want to give him credit. And it's just like, my brain won't remember his last name, James of the trust technique for anybody who's interested in looking into his work. So that was the very start of it. And then as I started taking what I had learned to work on horses and applying it to humans, which I was reverse engineering, Tom had started on humans learning all these different and Yolanda had started learning craniosacral therapy osteopathy on humans adapted it to horses I was taking it from horses and adapting it back to humans in my way that I could understand and in the course of that um and also I was still always putting up with like horrific night terrors and things like that over the course of that I would try to just do gentle healing on people and something would happen sometimes where they would feel like they were under attack. And I, nobody taught me how to do it. I just had to do it in the moment, like go in, see what I could see was attacking them and get rid of it. Right, uh, Yeah. How are we doing so far on that? We're doing it's so right far on now. That because now we're about to drop contomblé and we have to, I have to. <laughs> that's how we met yeah because so because i so often uh recommend for people right now to not work with anything other than your own energy and the earth's energy no guides no guardian angels no pleiadians no nothing yep likewise that's what i teach because i truly believe, especially if you're struggling, that nothing else is necessary and that you need to have the foundation of self. But I wouldn't, I would be lying if I said that I didn't learn some of this from guides or like, you know, I I mean, because the first time I experienced what I now call guardianship and even learning that entities could be removed was from Contumely during that first Ceremony that you and I met in Asheville.
0: Yeah, so that's where that's where you learned removal of entity. Really? I thought you were already doing it. No, well, I was on
1: let's call it like a grade school level. Okay. And what I knew to do was to back things away. I didn't know how to permanently get rid of things, and it, it was all learning in the moment. Right. So, without getting into all of that, because that's such a rabbit hole about contomble and whatever, we can just for like maybe the again Cliff's Notes version is that there is a practice and it is from the Dagara people of Burkina Faso, West Africa, where there is connection with the they call them little people, the contomble. Uh, You know, around the world, people would call them maybe like fairies or gnomes, sprites, brownies, whatever. If you go all over the world, almost every culture has stories and rituals and things like that around little people of Earth. Corinne and I met at a ceremony, a multi-day ceremony that was based on these people and a particular tradition of having a human being trained and initiated in voice divining where they would essentially channel uh the voices of these little beings. So without getting into all the details about that, I will just say that there was like, I don't know, 26 or 27 of us at that, roughly, right? At that ceremony. Yeah, it's pretty big. Right off the bat, in our very opening morning ceremony, there was this whole what I could only call like an entity feeding frenzy and the woman leading the ceremony called on me to help clear it, right? And at that time, my main method of clearing were singing particular protective songs that had been passed to me um, that cleared things. And they do, they like back things off and clear things, those songs. So I didn't even bring my drum. I didn't because I mean, this was something that I only did in private and in certain circles and that's how it was traditionally passed to me. So, but the woman was like, you need to help with this. And so I borrowed a drum and I was singing. And then from that point on, I was being called on throughout the weekend to assist with things like that. And then in our final big ceremony, which was held at night and outside and, um, Once the diviner started like channeling these little beings, she said, they call on Amanda as guardian. So she brought me up next to her and another woman on the right side of her. And I had no clue what she wanted or what I was supposed to do. But in the moment, what I did is just now I understand. I went into my, what I call source sense, where you're essentially not in the realm of thought. You're just kind of feeling, you're just kind of feeling this, um, and then, from that point, I just kind of held that for like two hours, just kept holding this yeah, yeah I don't even know how to describe it, but what I was doing was witnessing dark things fly at our ceremony and at our the diviner, and then I would witness protective spirits, ones that at that time were walking with me and whatever, literally like spearing these things taking them out, walking them down to the actual physical fire that was happening and going like this off of their spear and like throwing them into fire. And then I would watch the fire spark as they did this. Yep. And that was like a light bulb moment. But at the time I had no inkling, like, Oh, I can do that. I'm like, Oh, this is what guardian spirits do. They the good ones protect you from the bad ones. I still had no clue that I could do that myself. So that's how I started guardianship from that point was relying on and even things like psychic surgery and things like that. I was relying on these benevolent beings around me to do the work for me. And I thought, that's great. This is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then I guess we're getting to the end of how I got into this work. So the last part would be that went on for a while and, you know, it it was effective to some degree. But over time, I started to notice that um, like I would call on those guardian type beings around me before I went to sleep because I've always been horrifically attacked in my sleep since I was a little kid. Um, What most people would call night terrors, but they almost get into like a almost like a physical. They're so anyway. Yes. yes. And I would notice that some. Sometimes it would work and some things could get through no matter how many guardians I was calling on or how many, whatever perimeter. I had salt around my bed. I had sage. It didn't matter. All of the things I was doing that were not me could only help to a certain degree. And one night um, something broke through all of those protections and came at me and I just like sat up in bed and my own system sent out this, what I now call the cosmic purple, this pulse like a like a shock wave through my whole body, from my heart, um, throughout my whole bedroom. And the thing that was coming at me got blasted so far away that it was I didn't see it again for like two years. It was gone. And then I went back to sleep and and then the light bulb came on of like, wait a minute. Nothing else worked. None of these powerful guardians, none of this. I'm like, but my my system does this. And that was really the the turning point. And it didn't take that long after that point. I don't even know how long before. Me, even working with guides, guardians, whatever, it's like they just it wasn't some big thing where I went, Oh, this was wrong and this is the right way. It was like this, just they just went away. Yeah, just went away. And it, but it felt like a loving went away. It almost felt like you're one of us and now you know it, so you don't need us anymore. If I had to explain something like that, so. I just want to make clear and then I want you to like lead me however you want to go. But I just want to, I feel like this is an important thing to make clear. I don't think that working with guides and such is wrong because I have experienced some amazing things with that. It's not wrong. It's risky. It's risky. And it is a still essential because you know, what we, what the spirit realm is essentially the realm of deception. Things can present themselves to you to be anything, right? something can come to you and say, it's a guardian angel and be the exact opposite of that. And in your clairvoyance, especially if you're used to dissociating a little bit out of your body, you're like, Oh, beautiful, glowing. winged that. Just looks, of course you, you look safe, right? Do you Do risk. You? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it can affect your body so that you get pleasant feelings, just like doing ecstasy gives your body pleasant feelings, right? Ah. So it's not that it's wrong, it's risky, and it's so not necessary. So I feel like I went on this whole wild scenic route to get back to the very basics of nervous system, your own biology, grounded into your body and your energetic anatomy. I went on that route to get back here so that I could show people who wanted the shortcut, right? The you know, because it's getting back to you.
0: Yeah. And I would say that, you know, before even I would say a couple years ago, our bodies weren't even at a place that could handle what they do now. Like, and I mean that on a, a human wide level that the earth resonance had to go up to a certain frequency and us in kind had to go to a frequency before that we could fully take on what we're supposed to do Absolutely, and with you about like, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with guides and, and working with, um, seemingly beloved benevolent entities there's no there's no wrongness to it and it is so unnecessary now and it's a distraction at this point to work with guides
1: exactly it becomes another uh coping mechanism or escapism or kind of fantasy land yeah, exactly. You're lonely when you're surrounded, by you never have to deal with, again, your own, whatever's going on in your own system, inherited traumas, stuck survival responses from early childhood. For me, like physical traumas, accidents, surgeries, chemical traumas from uh, anesthesia. It's not addressing any of that, which for me is where it really gets, you know, my well-being just continued, even though it's been like this, the trajectory has been up. And so I'm so grateful for all of those way out there, spiritual experience, which didn't even feel out there. Once it started happening to me, it felt like, oh, yeah, this is just how life is. You just walk with guides and beings and, you know, it's just like a super of spirits. That was fine. Um, right. But it's not getting me to where I want to go, which is like my optimum potential as a human and how that optimum potential also works with the whole optimum potential of
0: earth, period. Exactly. Exactly. And like, for me, I, I think, yeah, I never had, I mean, I had guides, but I never saw them. I didn't know how to work with them. And I always thought that there was something wrong with me. Because I was like, oh, everyone else has like really cool kick-ass guides. What's my problem? What's my deal that I can't? And then I tried really, really hard to find one. And that's where Grandmother Mountain came in. And that was right after us meeting and working with the Contobla. And she did show up and she was very real. And it was so short-lived because it was right on that precipice where guides were no longer the way forward anyway. Exactly. It was like, I was just beginning that, like, just to like, calm the what's wrong with me part of my my brain. Right. Eat it. Yeah. What'd you say again? I'm sorry.
1: Okay. It was almost like you got the training wheels right as you could just learn how to ride your bike by yourself. And they're like, let's just put these on. So you see, so you know, you're not missing out yeah. on what everybody else was doing. You right. Know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. It was just this nice, like pat on the head for me. Just that's I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then she was gone. It was like maybe, maybe six months of having that particular guide around, and it was so clear because um, you and I were doing uh, one-on-one sessions. You were you were doing your tracking sessions with me. Yeah, called upon her, and I think Kintomly showed up at certain points, that kind of thing. And it was cool, and it's fun. And it's interesting because it is like something out of a movie to have otherworldly beings show up to help you, yeah. and it's very easy,
1: very loved, and whatever. It's it's an interesting experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it feels cool. It feels like you're you get to take part of something bigger, something that you were that you were told is only in your imagination, and suddenly it's it's a real felt experience. And it gets very easy to get addicted to that. Exactly. And And now.
1: And never seeing what you're capable of doing. Same thing you could say with like always deferring to a priest or a guru or a, you know what I mean? Of like, wait, you're my connection to that creative, that creation energy. You're my connection. You're my connection. Guides are my connection. And you eventually realize like no, this is me. This is me. And that does not mean you feel like you are a God. I want to make that very clear. (laughs) that Because I know that there's even a lot of talk of that in the Bible of like, ooh, you know, Satan will try to convince you that, and, and I am not Christian and I have read parts of the Bible out of curiosity, but I've had other people quote the Bible around these things of like, nope, you have to go through Jesus. You have to go through all of these avenues And if anything tells you otherwise, that is Satan. And I have just repeatedly been shown that that is not true. Oh, yeah, no. Because all of that is still talking at the mind level. And when you can feel that, I mean, it's so hard to put into words, which is why I'm like, this is why religions were invented, because you can't verbalize. This is a felt experience of what I refer to as that true source state in every cell of your being, that like spark of life. It's not about the mind. No, exactly. And like, lot of those things take you, if you're seeing visions, your mind, you know, our minds and our, I'm because I'm recovering from eye surgery right now. I'm super aware of the, the, the connection between vision and brain activity and how like, 90% of our vision is our brain and only 10% is physical that yeah. i would say the same for clairvoyant vision it's yeah. interpretation uh through the mind which is the most easily confused deceived waylaid taken off the seat ce- to the scenic
0: route yeah. yeah 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 absolutely and it's this constant um you know <laughs> Everything that is wrong with the the social structures that we have been conditioned into have to do with us giving anything and everything outside of ourselves power yeah. to please take care of me. Please, like this feeling of we have to get arrived somewhere in order to achieve Enlightenment or achieve a, a better version of ourselves, that we need to constantly look to something that is better than us in order to strive to be something that is acceptable, worthy, you know, in order to find happiness and contentment and, and, and like self in that outside source. That is a narrative that was literally placed in us to keep us in as slaves essentially, but like to keep us as minimalized and disconnected from our abilities as possible. And so even the seemingly benevolent versions of that, of guides and spirit and all of that, if we're placing our power in that and not within ourselves and what we, what we know to be true to us, like you say, or in like, and everybody else, excuse me, not everybody else. Like you say, like Jacqueline Hobbs, says, like anyone who's really tapped in, like, our own personal source connection which is nature remembering that we are of it and it is us and it's that wellspring of infinite generosity that powers us that we are of that coming back to our version and our expression of that is the truly most powerful potent way to to move through the world and it's remembering and arriving back to ourselves there's nothing better than this this is what enlightenment looks like this is the better version of whatever and it's just the stripping away of everything that's telling you that you are not good enough that you are not worthy enough and that something outside of you is going to cure you or make you better and like that was the the like when i had the felt experience of that realization, it changed everything for me where I was just like, Oh, (laughs) like, Oh, all of these years of like, you know, you have to have a really strict meditation practice. You have to do this. You have to do that in order to not be you (laughs) to find the better version of you. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. All bullshit. Oh, sure. I
1: think that's where clearing comes into it is that i mean t- to me it's interesting to feel like we're on this evolutionary path that got sped up even recently very much some, so. right but yeah. to recognize that like if you're pulling back from the bird's eye view i'm like i can kind of see the evolutionary path see where i'm working and see that it's but my awareness is beyond where I'm working always. Does that make sense? So it's like, yeah, I I still understand clearing and some of the things that we work with in clearing to be a little bit part of the old paradigm thing, but we still have to kind of help undo the old paradigm stuff in the new. So it's all, it's part of a process, but it's also why I can see that like, even sometimes as I'm implementing something, I can almost see the other side where we're going to come out of that. Yes. And the, and that to what you're getting to is like, clearing is a tool along that, along with many other tools, okay. that helps us to, rather than seeking all these things to help correct, you're clearing out everything that's not you. Yes. Got and that. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And I think like, when it comes to the energetic anatomy part of it, the analogy I've been using is like, okay, so let's say you're not paying attention. You're super distracted. You're stumbling around, you're, you know, you're stumbling around and you fall and get cut. Right. Clearing would be the equivalent of cleaning out that cut. That is what clearing is. Whereas deeper work to, you know, um, like let's say immune system building work. So, so what we're trying to clear out is bacteria, right? So like entities, energetic infringements would be the bacteria and clearing is we are pouring hydrogen peroxide or whatever. Salt water, whatever it is. There's gonna be medical professionals that are like, "Ah, what are you talking about? Don't do that. Anyway, um, entities, energetic infringements would be the bacteria, the things that are going to possibly infect the cut. If you have a healthy immune system even if you didn't clean it out properly, every time you'd probably still heal. Okay. And not get infected. The immune system work is going back to that's trauma release. That is, you know, building your, and this is what I wanted to talk about was the correlation between trauma and how we take on energetic infringements anyway. Right. Yeah. That's a key. And I think that's a key that's missing from both ends of the spectrum. Sometimes if we just look at things in the physical way. We ignore that there are energetic components. And if we just go like talk spiritually about it and be like, yeah, just get clearings all the time. And you're like, yeah, but you're not dealing with the root of the problem. Right. So, Doing the like nervous system work trauma release would be building your immune system. And then even beyond that, the kind of trauma release that you're familiar with that through uh, the methods through the body wisdom Academy that I'm a coach through there, that would be almost like, Dealing with correcting the behaviors that made me stumble around, not paying attention to begin with. Right. So there's like all those components, whereas people who, again, are in more in the old paradigm spirituality stuff would just be like, there's dark spirits and we're just victims of them. And you just got to, you got to find somebody to clear them away from you. Yeah has been a reality in the past and that there's a little bit of grain of truth to that whereas like the you know allopathic medical model would just be like here's this disease here's this injury take this pharmaceutical take this even some of the deeper nervous system work kind of ignores where entities can come in and kind of latch on and that's the main that was like the next big light bulb thing coming on for me which has also enabled me to create a protocol to be safe while clearing because I've had multiple people, whether they were traditional indigenous, um, you know, I would say maybe not straight up medicine people, but informed in those ways, people who were taught shamanic practices, Uh, this lady who calls herself the demon seer who, you know, does exorcisms I have been warned repeatedly to not do this kind of work because it's dangerous. There's a little bit of truth to that. So I'm like, all right, if I'm meant to do this work and it's a little risky, okay, what do I need to do in order to make it not risky? And part of that was my understanding about how we are infringed upon, how we are latched onto due to our own held traumas.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Clearing is just one component. And in some ways, you could almost say it's the more band-aid solution.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas
1: the deeper trauma work and even below that, the really, you can, you can kind of call nervous system work and trauma work. They do, they're kind of the same thing, but I'm, you know, relaying two of my main teachers right now, Irene Lyon, who gets down to just the science of the nervous system, the vagus nerve, early childhood development. She would be like the nervous system type work. Then Leslie Hutter of the Body Wisdom Academy, who's come up with this brilliant system of releasing trauma in a very pointed way. Um, They would be the other equation to this. You know, if you just do this kind of work, you still might deal with energetic infringements. If you just keep clearing, you're going to have to keep clearing all the time and for the rest of your life if you're not doing this work. Do you think I said that in a way that makes sense?
0: (laughs) Very much so. Very much so.
1: Yes. So that's where essentially the way that I work now, this is what it was born from, is all these weird spiritual experiences culminating in me learning about the correlation between trauma and entity involvement and then going down the whole road starting in 2021 of my own education around trauma, becoming trauma-informed, becoming a trauma-release practitioner, I'm still going down that road and combining it with the clearing. And that is the key. And that is what I am now teaching are the basics. I am not qualified to to certify someone else in trauma release, but I am qualified to talk about and to bring some basic tools into what I teach that give you that strong foundation to keep yourself, just anybody who wants to learn this, but then also if you are, your goal is to be doing clearings, this lays out the whole foundation of getting back into the body. Easier said than done. If you carry trauma in your body, we will do anything to dissociate, to get out, to distract. So it's like bringing you
0: back to that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) so good. So, um, okay, now let's talk about the, um, frequencies because so my very first episode of which way from here, um, I did, a um, a clearing on Rachel, uh, on my, on my friend, Rachel, uh, because we went to a cemetery and she got an attachment which happens at cemeteries. There's always risk when you go into those spaces, as we both know. Um, and, but I did just a basic, just basic hygiene. So the, to say the clearing it's, it's the, the basic hygiene of just getting her back into stasis, essentially. Um, and so it's, it's recorded. And so it's the different frequencies and she had commented like, what are all these different frequencies? And it's like, I know the felt experience of these frequencies, but I couldn't tell you specifically why they're there and why they're so fucking effective. So now, since I have the expert who taught it to me, where do they come from? What do they mean? How did this all uh, show up for you?
1: I love it. My nerd brain is
0: like, yes. yes. We have time for a pee break.
1: Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. totally. You want- yeah. That's a to So, <laughs> <laughs> do you? I don't. Okay, I'm going to pause recording. Okay, cool. Let me zoom. All right, we're back. Okay, so frequency, go,
1: ready, go. Okay, so, um, so couple of components that got got us to where we are with this stuff. So the first would be that story I told you about where this just like pulse of purple came out of my heart and backed off a very intimidating energy that was like in my bedroom where you're kind of in the liminal state. So I knew where I was and I knew, but I could still see something so, you know, almost coming into the physical. So that was like a light bulb moment of like, what is this? And then I would say over the years from starting the horse work in 2015 to that probably happened in like 2019, 18. Um, I had heard different people who work with energy and things like they say things like bubble yourself up for protection. And I always was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. And I would try some of those suggestions and they didn't really seem to have an effect, but I did try to establish like a Setting a safe space protocol before I would do one on one work with people, which would include us visualizing a bubble, but you know, whatever. Um, so there was that. So I was, I had heard of that idea of working with different frequencies, but not nobody had ever explained it in a way or said anything. So then I might not get the timeline right, but I had been doing the tracking sessions and it had started to veer more towards clearing people not intentionally, but like in the moment, I would be working with somebody, something would come up and I would see something and I would remove it. And I would do, I would either have my guides do it, or I would copy what they did and pretend I had a spear and spear something. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to have some beneficial effect, but um, I started working with Tina Dodds and Karen Bikiran who do a form of clearing called remote spirit release, which they learned from Dr. Terrence Palmer, who, as I understand it, was a psychologist. I believe he was a psychologist. Don't quote me on that. Um, Who at some point in his practice felt like just talk therapy wasn't helping people. So he learned a form of hypnotism and found that he could Help people a lot more by going into that state. And the long story short, he had one woman where he, no matter what he tried, he could not put her into like that relaxed state to work with her. And he won, he was like, I don't know why I'm stuck on this, you know, this poor woman, and was reading a book by some Scandinavian author who said that you can, that sometimes it's due to like demon things. And he he said that the Lord's prayer from the Bible would get rid of certain demonic energies. And Dr. Palmer at the time, if I have his story right, did not even believe in that, but he was like, I'm willing to try anything with this woman because I can't, I'm not making progress with her. So went back next session like starts reading the Lord's prayer over her. And she has this, essentially clears something off of her. And from that point on, she was able to make progress. So this very scientifically minded psychologist was like, what in the heck just happened? And what is this? So he developed from that a remote spirit release. He found that with his clients, if he would do a mini version of what we would call clearing, Um, that they would make greater progress in all their other work. So anyway, at some point in his career, he started teaching remote spirit release and Tina Dodd and Karen Bikiran were two students of his and his remote spirit release only had three components. And I don't even remember what they are. I don't even know if they, they told me one time they would be like, they, they would check for three different things. Demons vortexes and I don't know, something else. They took what they learned from Dr. Palmer and came up with this whole long list of things to check for while you are clearing. And they so generously passed that list on to me because I was having more and more things come up in sessions and I was clearing things the way that I knew how, but I did not have a systematic way of checking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they passed this very long protocol onto me. And as part of that protocol, it was like their follow-up, they would say like, you can use black ash or you can use whatever. And so I started trying that out, like some of the, the things that they would use, black ash and whatever, and some of them would have an effect and some of them wouldn't. Right. And then what ended up happening is the more I got into this like systematic clearing, the more my system would just show me things like, oh, there should be a like delineated surface on the outside of the energetic anatomy that is a a bit of a barrier. Not like a barrier, keep everything out because we still interact with the whole world, but like a, it's you. Right. And how a lot of people didn't have that. I think also related to early childhood development trauma. And um, so I was shown then like in the middle of a session with someone, I was shown one time, you need to apply, actually, I think this happened on myself first, apply a really thick layer of iridescence around the outside. And this can help you, you know, so I would play around with it. I would act like a kid and be like, all right, I'm going to go to the grocery store in the small ass town where I live, where I don't really want to talk to anybody. I'm going to put up the iridescent and see what happens. And I just kept playing with you know my own energetic anatomy of like, what does this do? What does this do? And so new frequencies would and still do reveal themselves all the time as other ones fade out. Yeah. I black ash on myself for years. Yeah. But When I had my facial trauma, when I was going into surgery, actually when I was coming out of surgery, I was shown this healing glitter gold. It looks like liquid glitter. And I was told that it helps with physical healing, healing of the physical tissues. I still use that one to this day. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and I was shown that in 2012. So some have stuck some have faded out and then new ones tend to come in to sort of help us adapt with whatever is coming up. Yeah. You know, so we have particular, a particular one that we were shown that helps with artificial intelligence in infringements. So that shows up. Um, And so we teach all the ones that we have used and it's fine and great for everybody to like use the ones that we use And as I see my own system constantly showing me what it is that's needed to adapt to each new thing, this is where I started really wanting to turn me clearing other people into me teaching other people how to do this for themselves so that their system can show them what they need for each new thing. Because it is still, to me, that part of that old paradigm if they're just going through the list that I told them and only doing that for the rest of their lives. I'm like, that misses the whole point of what this work is about, which is empowering you. So this is where my whole thing shifted from wanting to clear others to wanting to teach people to do this, to access this themselves. Um, So that's kind of the, gist with the frequencies is like things come up all the time and often it'll be like, we will be in a clearing We will utilize the things that we always have done and it won't work. Mm. And instead of giving up or thinking we're doing something wrong or whatever, what I have learned time and time again is I go back into my source sense where, again, I'm in in a state of feeling rather than thinking. And I just ask, all right, what is it going to take to clear this? And then sometimes I will be shown a new thing to do, a new action, a new way of working with the energy, a new frequency and then the thing will actually clear. Yeah. So a lot of it has come up because it was needed in the moment. And if I just stuck to one list of rules that my teacher had told me, and I'm like, no, nope, my teacher told me this. So I can I have to do what they say. I would have failed at this long ago right. <laughs> because it is constantly evolving.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, it's like and each individual is going to have their expression of it. There's commonalities like the iridescent frequency I always use because it's always effective. There's something about that. And you, you taught me that I wouldn't that's not something I would have known. And it's, in, and how I use it will change. I mean, there's the initial personal clearing and personal bubbling. And then I also found that the iridescence is really effective for bubbling, things that need to get poofed, you know, things that should need to get sucked back into the earth. That was effective. But that is my interpretation of what's going on. And it's the individual like experience of that. And everyone has their own individual experience of what something would look like within the intention of what we're trying to achieve. And I yes, just-
1: and, yes. And the crazy stuff is, is that I always want to allow for everybody's own intuition to bring stuff in. But what I've found is that the further you go down this work, the more you will find out, like, for example, my, I guess I will just call him my assistant Tibor, <laughs> um, started working with me a year and a half ago, two years ago now. Yeah. 2021. So, I would just tell him to do things and we would never compare notes afterward. And I think this was a ver- for a very particular reason, because now when we circle back and we start to compare notes on certain things like, OK, when you do this procedure to clear the mental layer, does, does it look this way? He'd be like, that's exactly how it looks for me. Right. So I think even like, you know, you know, you and I, if we sat down and compared notes, I think there would be a lot more crossover than you even think, Agreed. which Begs the question. Like, I never want to latch on to like, oh, this is the only way it can be done or whatever. But when you see enough parallels, you're like, there are some general commonalities that multiple people tapping into these things can pick up on. Does that mean that this is the representation of that thing then? Possibly. So I like to like give a lot of wiggle room and I nerd out on where those things intersect because we're not forcing it. We're not trying to make it happen. And yet, you know, somebody would be like, oh, for headaches, I always use the cosmic purple. And I'm like, me too. You know, so um, th- that is always interesting
0: to me. Yeah, I do love that. Now
1: there's variation and commonality.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no that's my favorite thing. Like when I get the confirmation that without uh like someone is seeing or experiencing exactly what I just saw. And I didn't say anything. I didn't like you know like um recently when I went to the mounds uh in here in Ohio with my friend Stephanie and and I like did all the work. Stephanie didn't do anything other than hold space and, and just kind of kick it with me. Uh, her back was to me and I did everything in silence and she saw exactly what occurred like, mm-hmm. and th- and like was able to speak it to me without me saying anything to her about what I had just done. And that was like, Oh my, like, I don't need confirmation, but it is fucking kick-ass when I get it, where it's like, oh my God, (laughs) this is happening. (laughs) Yeah, it's so helpful. And I think especially if
1: you're not like really attached to getting the confirmation or you don't need it first, you go into that state of trust, you do your work. And then what I have found over the years consistently of getting confirmation constantly is that it does help Get your mind on board with the whole thing because we are working in ways that are not recognized. I think even like a big swath of society would c- call us crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and these things, I believe a lot of what we're doing will be measurable, scientifically measurable in the future. It's just not quite yet. Right. And even the correlation between our human biology and how all of this works, it will be measurable. And there are people moving in that direction. But for now, We're just like the kooky energy people and uh, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, science is going to catch up to what we're and and there might be different ways of explaining it. But we're on to something here and it's not in opposition to science. It is everything's working together. You know, I often say that is like. Spirituality and science seem to be at odds when they're basically saying the same thing in two different dialects. Oh, yeah. Sometimes one gets a little wrong and the other one's right. And the other one's wrong. And the other one's, right. I mean, it's like, but they're trying to say the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so anyway, I think it's super interesting that you can get repeated confirmations and that you often do to just help keep learning and evolving and taking those steps because it is, it is helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause like you said, the mind, mind is always the quick to deter you. The mind is always the last to get on board and your body is just doing what it's doing. That's why yeah. I, keep, I always like try to remind people like your body is just going to do its thing. Like when we speak the the frequencies or we speak the, like what is occurring, that is like our mind is the last to know and our bodies are just doing the thing. And now we're just getting the rest of us on board to bring it all in an alignment because
1: eh, yeah, <laughs> and the Or you practice the energetic hygiene or you learn a clearing or you, you know, you add this awareness to your life. And this is another one of my big kind of things that I like to impart to people is like, there's not life and spirituality. That's not, that's like a newer construct. I don't know where that came from is like, you go about your life and then one day a week you go to church or you go about your day. And then right before bed, you meditate or you pray or whatever. I'm like, to me, they're there. It's just all the same. Yeah. And it's, and that's how you actually get the most benefit out of it. So that when you start to, you know, start working with these frequencies, you just feel like, well, I'm just picturing things in my head or whatever. No, for one, your body's doing things. And again, I would refer people who just need a little bit of like physical proof, refer people back to the work of James, who does the trust technique to just look at some of his videos where he is working with animals and see You can see some of this with your own eyes of how you working with your energetic anatomy does something tangible, powerful. There's that, but also that these things just become, I don't take different times out of my day. I do take about, you know, five to 10 minutes a day in the morning and at night to thoroughly clear and check myself right now. Will I still need to do that in five years from now? Maybe not. But it's more so like, okay, I'm my favorite example is when I'm driving, if some car is acting crazy in front of me, I will just look and I will see pulses coming out of my field. Or It's like, it becomes automatic. It becomes pre-thought. Mm-hmm. It becomes pre-verbal. Yes. Which to me, the things that can become pre-thought and pre-verbal are part of us when it just becomes, you're like, you're built to do this That's because I don't, Sit and think. Oh, I think I should pulse around that car to protect myself. No, it's just my eyes observe and my system's already doing it. And so it just becomes like the way that you live, and it's it doesn't take extra effort.
0: Yeah. To do. Exactly. Exactly. It's like we're we have been so conditioned to believe that anything that is worth doing, that doing something well requires just lots of efforting lots of um education from somebody else and uh like a continued grind into making it a habit and it's like and there is practice there's definitely a practice to this uh and it's it's not it's not hard at all It it's simply um Like it's, yeah. Like you just said, it's it it is the allow. It's allowing your body to do what it naturally does, and just getting the rest of you on board. And that's where the practice is. It's getting the rest of you on board to be in alignment to do the thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then another thing that I wanted to say because you reminded me of it. Like, what's interesting is that there is such a felt experience anytime and every time like even just basic energetic clearing on a daily basis produces such wild results like positive wild results and in in daily life like before we got on and i was talking about how when you when we were um first talking about your experience with clearing and how you're like, you know, you cannot be on substances, like cannot be on alcohol, cannot be on marijuana, cannot be on anything that takes you out of yourself. Also be uh, careful of what you're consuming as far as entertainment. Also be careful of what you're consuming with, with the uh, nutrition. And I remember two years ago, just being like, that's, too much amanda (laughs) how could you (laughs) right like sounds like no fun (laughs) right no fun is all you're telling me it's every just strip the joy out of life (laughs) yep and now no alcohol, no, no marijuana for me. I, I don't really watch streaming services right now. I don't even really watch TV anymore. Cause I just don't want to, uh, my diet is very, very strict right now of like fruits, vegetables, protein, um, no coffee because it fucks up my digestion. Like and, and like, and now I'm doing yoga four and five times a week, uh, because feels good and i just want to and it's not i'm doing these things because amanda told me that's what you have to do to be an effective clearer i'm doing these things because that is what i my body and the rest of me just wants to naturally do it wasn't hard for me to suddenly just not do alcohol anymore i just don't want to It wasn't hard to stop smoking weed. I just don't want to. I don't like the effects and I can feel the moment I like take a hit of weed. I can feel infringement coming at me. I can tell when I eat a piece of pizza, not only does my body bloat, but like, like I feel clogged up and, and gross. And so it's like doing daily clearing, I and I remember you talking about this, how you no longer accept not being clear. And I remember thinking like, that's really interesting. But now I had that felt experience where it's like, I no longer accept this feeling of not, of not being fully myself mm-hmm. and having the infringements and like the food, the the things that we consume, like all have an effect on us and such weird very sneaky ways that you don't understand until you engage in daily, simple clearing and really understanding the difference between you and everything else. And then you're like, Oh man, the sneakiness, the sneakiness of these things. And then it's like, and then it's just like, I don't, I don't want these seemingly cre- creature comforts. They're not comfortable once you're really fully yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and to anybody who's going to watch this or hear this, to clarify too, what I was referring to when we were having those conversations a couple years ago was if you want to do clearing for other people, you, in order to stay safe while doing it, you need to be clear first. And things like substances and things like that will leave you with infringements. So right. it was a safety issue. But so, so I want to just make that distinction so that people know if you, if you are not able yet to let go of certain substances, you can start self-clearing. That's like starting brushing your teeth every day. It's it's something that you're meant to do. I just don't suggest clearing for others. Right, right. So you have reached a certain level of consistent clarity yourself, and until you have the skills, when you do take on a big infringement to be able to remove it by yourself at that point, then I think you are ready and able to clear others if you feel called towards that. So I don't want to deter anyone who's like, Oh wait, well I want to smoke weed. So I can't be, no, no, no. The self clearing is totally different than clearing for other people. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Like you say, it's not like, I don't set these rules for myself. I'm not like, I can't drink. It's that I know the, consequences. And I know that I will take on, even if I don't take on major entities, if I have alcohol, I will take on the spirit of that alcohol. I can feel it in my body. I'm not hundred percent myself. Therefore I'm not clear. Therefore I can't clear someone that day because I hold myself to that very strict practice of, I will not clear anyone else or land or a collective thing or anything until unless I am clear first. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it came out. It's not some dogmatic thing of like, right. it's a practical of like, you know, people who have, uh, operate heavy equipment or are flying airplanes should not be down in vodka while they're doing it. It's a, it's an occupational thing for me, which then has translated until to my lifestyle because it's not just occupational. It's just my whole, it's my life. It's how I live, but it absolutely is not like a rule. I have had drinks over the past few years, like had a drink to even experiment with how quickly I could clear myself or what would happen. And it's just after trying it a few times to see what would happen where I decided I'm like, no, I really cannot stay 100% clear and have alcohol in my body even a little bit. So therefore, I'm just going to choose not to do it. Right. Right. And also to add to what you just said, too, you've done a lot of trauma release. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how long were we working together with that? Yes. So that also helps you to be able to stay more clear and then to feel that of like, oh, because you're letting go of these old places in your system that are telling you that you're cutting, you're cut off from that infinite wellspring, that true source energy. You're letting go of those and clearing yourself. Then it stays easier to get clear. And then, you, like you said, you get to the point where I don't accept unclear for very long. If I wake up in the morning and I clear myself and I don't feel right, A, I can pretty much clear almost anything that I need to. And, and if I still feel a little bit weird, that usually means I have a little bit of trauma release to do. Mm-hmm. Between those two tools, I can get clear. I can get back to myself 100% of the time. Yeah. 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 And that includes, even in the past couple of weeks, detoxing from anesthesia. They gave me fentanyl when I was under. I didn't even know that till I came out. I mean, my body has had a lot. And so I can do that with a combination of clearing and trauma release. For me personally, I've been able to clear myself with those tools, no matter what comes up in my life thus far over the last few years.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and and I do appreciate you clarifying. Yeah, like, um, yes, to say like, don't worry where you are now. If you need, or if you feel like those comforts are what help you get through your day, I don't want to say like, get rid of all of them, and then you can clear yourself. Like, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. (laughs) I'm just saying the felt experience
1: help you move on from those. Exactly. Exactly. We have had, that, um, you know, like someone who was struggling with alcohol as a coping mechanism and, um, you know, just the self-discipline part wasn't quite cutting it. And we did a clearing for her and removed some old contractual elements, inherited things. And it just got her over the edge of being able to cut back and then get, you know, go longer in between to then where she can address some of the more like nervous system, trauma release stuff to get to the real root of the problem. But it did actually help her get over the hump to start to recover from alcohol use. So exactly. it, hearing can help you clear your physical body over time and you're, and your, you know, your like behaviors and such.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I really wanted to like, get home, like put home. Like, and like you said, this, uh, this is energetic hygiene. This is brushing your teeth. This is cleaning your home. Like it, it and it is that simple as well. Like doing a basic clearing protocol daily is to just remove the detritus and like it gets scary for some people when you talk about entities and that kind of thing. And there are larger things that, that, like you said, trauma release will get into to help with the more hardcore stuff. But most of the time for a lot of people, just basic clearing, basic energetic hygiene is enough to really start the ball rolling where you're like, oh, okay, like, it's, it's easier to let go of the, the coping mechanisms that I know aren't particularly healthy or helpful, uh, that will then lead to the other stuff so that then you are ready to release the big things, like simple little steps that in aggregate have a huge felt effect is what we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And a lot of the time, you know, we we um, aren't taking the steps to help ourselves right. because, yeah, we have a little bit of stuck trauma in our systems, and entities are ramping down. Like, what is the word? Not ramping down. What am I trying to say? Clamping down. On, anyway, on that. Yeah, they amplify that shit because I think I think it is our design to want to go back to optimum health that's why our bodies are really good at self-healing under you know when they're in like the optimum environment so removing all these extraneous things will often be the key to you even addressing your deeper wounds that seemed way too scary to look at before
0: exactly exactly yeah 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 oh was
1: was one other thing i wanted to add to that but i think it i think it slipped away i don't know had something it's gone flew away
0: <laughs> I say I would love like because I wanted this to be mostly about like just like the the clearing and how you came up through the protocol but we have to get back together again and talk entities like because especially right now um with the chaos and people are starting to awaken faster and faster but it also means having to confront some really <laughs> fucked up stuff that a lot of people aren't like given a language for or a context for and like to normalize the conversation around entities, I think would be really good. And especially, I mean, you are again, the person to talk to about that because like you're able to actually like see and then see and then experience all the different levels and yeah. I would love to do that with you. And that's a tricky one
1: because again, people who aren't ready to deal with what's going on internally, right, bodies and their nervous systems. When you start talking about this stuff, they love to grab onto that and then they'll work themselves up into being afraid or worried or terrified or, you know, this is scary. So it is, it's like a touchy subject. And I think it, for me personally, I think it has to be approached with a lot of care because yes. it's a very easy for people to f- become aware of energetics, become aware of energies that are harmful and to run with that. Right. And then it's Star Wars, crazy Marvel comic, like, just like, oh, and then I saw four level threes crawling all over this lady who was a bitch to me at the grocery store. And you're like, maybe you did. And maybe you have a dysregulated nervous system. So it's very, it's a touchy subject in that way. And I think it would be, you know, I would love to do that with you at some point, because I think it could be helpful for people to hear about this stuff in a grounded way. Grounded way. Yep. You know what I
0: mean? Exactly. Exactly. That's why it's clearing first, clearing first, know your own energy. And like you said, especially know your own nervous system. Be very aware of your traumas because that is what's getting amplified by these things.
1: And also know that
0: these things exist and that Mm -hmm. you are in constant contact with them. And we have to, the reason why I want to have the conversation is because um, there's still a whole lot of religiosity around it. There's a lot of like, like you said, like we don't want people giving their power, more of their power to these things. And so doing that, like having a conversation about it and providing as much useful information as possible, I think is, is necessary. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the, the, the fact of it is that once you know what you're capable of, you know, you have the tools and you've done enough healing so that you can stay in your body, no matter what visuals pop up, no matter what information comes to you, nothing is that scary anymore. Exactly. Ever. I've done hundreds of clearings now. and, And that's not even that's, that's just with clients. That's not counting what I clear on a daily basis out of myself, whatever. And nothing scares me anymore. And I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm just this fearless. No, no, no. It's because even when things try to intimidate me or whatever, I know what I am capable of. And even more so it's always your mind where you're, where you are experiencing the analysis of the fear. Yes. So if you can just let your, even if your nervous system fires up a little bit, like a little bit, some, that's how my body used to let me know entities were around was like a a little bit of a panicky response. Yes. When you get to the point where you can let that panicky response happen and still not be afraid because you know that you're not actually in danger, because you know what I'm saying? it's It, it takes a level of skill and capacity and time and practice to get to that point. But nothing is scary anymore when you do that. That doesn't mean you don't experience fear responses. You do. Mm-hmm. But you're not living your life in fear. And you're not now when things fly at my visuals like, it is true. Sometimes like there are certain kind of entities that will visually try to give the illusion that they are attacking, like coming straight at me. And I just quit. I just convert them like it's not I, I kind of laugh afterward. I convert them and then I laugh. It doesn't matter how what visuals they try to give me to freak me out.
0: I'm yeah. like. Yeah, so that's their that's their one like they're This isn't dismissive and obviously. don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but just to say like, for people who hear this and are like, what entity? Like, Oh my God. Like their, their full modus operandi is using fear. And that is their only power is that they are triggering your fight or flight response. And they do that because they know that they are, they, they don't have shit. They can be dangerous, If it's, if, if, um, someone is not aware of how they're being triggered and how, what they're playing off of. And when you understand that you are just so infinitely more powerful than them, that it's like batting flies, batting flies, but you do have to get to a certain place with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Like I got into the point where it's like, when I see the big scary stuff. And it's just like, oh, all right. Hey, you, I know you could do harm, but you're not not gonna, not gonna, not gonna gonna allow that. Yeah. yeah,
1: Cool. (laughs) Also, I know we're kind of like headed towards our conclusion, but I did, I remembered what I wanted to say. I've been shouting out a lot of people that have either been teachers or just passed me little bits of things. I want to say that, um, Miriam Hasna, who back when I was on Instagram, I would follow Miriam Hasna. Um, and of course, like all these people, I don't necessarily, I'm not promoting anyone's work or unless I expressly say so, like I do promote Tom and Yolanda Mays's work. I think it's amazing. Irene Lyon, Leslie Huddert, um, if you want remote spirit release, Tina Dodd and Kara McKieran. It doesn't mean I necessarily agree with everything that Miriam's ever taught, but she, I do want to give her a shout out and credit um, that the term energetic hygiene I got from her, okay. and it was more than just the term, it was the because what I was always doing in clearings with people or in tracking sessions where I'd end up clearing was playing cleanup.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I heard her say the words energetic hygiene, I was like, Oh, yeah, we need to take care of our energetic anatomy. She didn't even have to say that just the term energetic hygiene to me implies something that you maintain. Yeah. And that shifted my perspective around it. And when I started enacting that, um, of like daily checking my, my energy field and also realize that realizing it doesn't have to be some long drawn out thing. It's like you brush your teeth, you do your energetic hygiene, boom, boom, boom. You're ready for your day. Um, that that and that consistency helped to build that resiliency in my field, along with the trauma release that is continually helping me physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that. So I did want to bring that up, too, is that that that's not a term I came up with. Right. I got it from Miriam and it shifted the way that I thought about my own energetic anatomy.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and now it's a uh, widespread terminology, energetic hygiene. Like I hear it everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Which is good. Good. I'm glad because it it grounds the practice.
1: Yeah. I feel like that, you know, in schools, hopefully in educating children in the future, you'll be taught about your own energetic anatomy and your own nervous system basics before you ever learn, you know, the higher, you know, geography and whatever social studies. It's like, teach these kids this when they're little. Because little kids love to play around with frequencies and they are so much more aware of them. Their little abilities haven't been shut down yet. So you want a three-year-old to teach them how to send a purple bubble blasting out of their heart. They love that. I've worked with a lot of moms who come to me wanting help for their children. And I primarily am like, we got to work on you. Because if you are the mother of young children, your field directly affects your children's field. Right. Right. on your own and then I will teach I'll tell the moms I'm like, okay, when you're doing your hygiene, make it a game with your toddlers be like, okay, now we're putting our bubble up and now we're pulsing and now and they love it. So I I feel like in the future that might be become part of like school curriculum that and basic nervous system things um, because it's so key and we're unintentionally harming each other and our loved ones by not understanding how the nervous system works in early childhood in particular. So I feel like that's the real schooling. And then from there, anything you want to add on to that? If these, if, you know, with a little regulated system and awareness of your energetics, it's going to be just, you know, yeah, (laughs) floating from there in a good way.
0: Yeah. 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 I I mean, you know, in five years, like we were saying, like chances are, and, five years, we won't have to do the kind of regular clearing that we're doing now. It's just that we're in this transition period where the old world is like, it's dead. It's it's essentially dead, but we still have to deal with it as we shift into um, the new world. And and I'm using these very nebulously, but like the return to nature, the return to nature as supreme. We got to clear out like, and I'm using that intentionally clear out all of the detritus of the old world to get there. And like, once we get more into more back to who we actually are and what we can actually do as expressions of nature, we won't have to keep doing this over and over again. Exactly. Um, Yeah, it'll be, it's, 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 I mean, this is cutting edge work. Like this is like what, what you've developed in our teaching. Um, and what we're engaging in, I keep trying to tell people like, this is, this is like day to day, the most updated information you are going to find about energy work anywhere. Like Period. And it's like it's so um and I think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around it because we're so used to the idea of oh, you go to the ancient wisdom, go to like tried and true methods of those who came before us. And it's like there's still good stuff there. It's not, it's not either or, it's yes and and the yes and part is. Okay, there are there's good bits of information, but we need to deal with what we're seeing here and now and always coming back to us and what feels right and what's actually effective. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I agree wholeheartedly. And I feel like I feel like I'm able to constantly update the, the information that I'm bringing through and then sharing with others because I'm constantly tapping back into that. Infinite Wellspring. But what I'm not interested in is everybody just listening to my constant updates. I think that can be helpful to a point. But what I want to do is my passion at this point is teaching others to tap into that themselves so that they aren't just taking my word for it or anyone's word for it that's where it's at. And I, my, my goal is by, you know, somewhere maybe midway through 2024 for me to not be doing clearings for other people anymore. I've already really pared it down from doing 16, 17 a week to now we're like max three, (laughs) you know? And I'm just like, because I, and, and sometimes it's still very helpful to get, again, people get their, get their heads up out of the water so they can, take a big breath and see what they need to do in their next steps. So I think the, the helping and the teaching and all of that is still part of it. And I just feel like I'm moving out of it and, you know, and it feels great because clearing is exhausting and you build capacity for sure to where like doing 17 in a week, I was doing that all through the fall and winter and I was able to do it. And it is not sustainable in the long run, like forever, which is how I also know it's not aligned to continually do it for others forever. Yeah, Because, you know, then if it's draining you in that way, then it's not filling up that infinite. So it's like baby steps and the more people like yourself are starting to do this for themselves and then even for others, it spreads out the workload to where, to have this, um, you know, kind of like
0: evolutionary process with it. I completely agree. I think, I mean, there's so much cleanup that is needed, which is why everyone needs to learn this. Not only like, obviously self first, always, always, always do you first. And there's such an effect when you just have energetic hygiene and how that affects the people around you and the aggregate effect of them being like, Oh, okay. So I also need to engage in this and then that clears the spaces around you that clear like that has such a cool butterfly effect that is very very needed right now and then like yeah the the bigger stuff that shows up you have people who ha- are built a little bit more for it that uh can engage in that and there, there's there's a lot of it there's a, there's a lot of fuckery out there and there isn't an, a, a rapid increase in, in getting rid of it all. And I think that's really exciting. It's super. Oh. Excited. Yeah. 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 Um, which before I forget again, this is the perfect segue you ha- you're, um, just about to launch another teaching session. Yeah. Let's, let's
1: put Okay. So we are launching our second round of our basic training. It's called the Guardian One's Basic Training Program. Um, It's an eight-week program starting September 25th. And I believe it goes until November 17th. But the exact dates and such are on my website. And I always talk about it through my newsletters, but it's essentially teaching everything that we've been talking about today with a big emphasis on the foundational elements first of like The basic nervous system stuff, because one of the main safety mechanisms in clearing is being able to stay in your body, meaning feel, be aware of sensation in your body while engaging with these other energies and the frequencies. And in order to do that, you have to have a little bit of nervous system awareness and ability to regulate. So we're starting with that, starting with some basic trauma release. And don't worry, we're not going to dredge up all the stuff that you don't want to deal with. It's really very simple practices. Um, that I didn't even realize were necessarily basic nervous system practices. I was just using them as part of my overall teachings and then re-educating myself after my recent surgery. I'm, I'm starting to learn, I'm like, wow, all these things that I've been doing and teaching do in fact help you learn how to re-regulate your nervous system. Um, Some of my tracking, my tracking tools. So the first part of the course will really emphasize that. And then the second part, we teach you how to self-clear. And we just go through like this basic step-by-step. There are instructional calls. It's, the course is held online. There's parts of it where you can just go at your own pace and then coupled with live calls every week for the duration of the course. Um, and I'm super excited to teach it. And we taught the first round of it in the, um, spring. It was only a five week course because a lot of the people who, well, actually I would say all of them had been people who had been working with us for a very long time. And so knew a lot of my basic stuff. And so it was almost like a bit more of an intermediate course. And after doing that and then looking like, okay, those were all kind of like my veteran charter club, charter members, right? I'm like, okay, how do I introduce this work to people who have never worked with us before? Because, you know, prior to um, that first course, we required that you get a clearing from us before you could even work with us at all, you know? Um, And now that's no longer a requirement because I don't think it's necessary for this next round. I want to teach people the very, very basics and build on that. So I'm super excited to do it. I'm nerding out on all this stuff as I'm, you know, building the content right now. And it launches in at the end of September.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be so good. And I cannot highly recommend this woman enough. People who are listening to this podcast, like you, if you're interested, if any of this is sparking curiosity or you're like, oh man, maybe I should maybe I should try this. Uh, this, this is the person, this is the person you want to learn from. Like if you listen to the, my first podcast and you're like, Oh, what's Corinne doing this, this woman, I'm doing what she taught me um, with other stuff from, from me and my, my other work. But like 95% when Amanda taught me 5% other stuff in there, but <laughs>
1: <Thank> <laughs>
0: you want to get it from her. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you for the glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh.
1: The disclaimer of like, okay, start working with Amanda and you might get rid of a lot of other
0: stuff. <laughs> right. You might find yourself suddenly being a really healthy individual.
1: Ah, uh. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for Well, first of all, for your patience with getting me to talk about this. Oh oh my God, my, my dear friend, Corinne has been getting me, has been trying to get me to talk about this for a long time. And I keep flaking
0: on her. Like I'm not ready. Well, this was just the perfect time. It was the perfect time. It really was. It really was like, as always, these things just kind of fall into place, but I am just so excited that you're willing and able to, and this is so good. first of many nerd out sessions. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't, like, like I said, there's so many different topics that I'm like, it's gotta be Amanda that I talk to about these things. So (laughs) all right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Don't go anywhere after I stop recording. But All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I hope you like I hope this conversation really helped with what clearing is just like at least actually was a pretty big, deep dive. So at this point, I think you have a good understanding of why it matters and what it's doing for you and why you should start to engage in it. So I hope this was informative and we'll all talk to you soon. All right, there you have it. A deep, deep dive into the topic of clearing. And believe it or not, considering how long we talked, we actually just scratched the surface. Like I said in the intro, I have several episodes already lined up that is just me doing clearings. One is at a friend's house, and then others are gonna be me recounting my experience of doing clearings. In fact, if you go onto our Instagram some of the pictures are of me engaging in that practice, like the ones that are of the mounts. And I will be doing an episode with Stephanie who had joined me on that particular adventure, talking about what happened at the mounts in Newark, Ohio. But I didn't want to get into any of that without even without establishing what it is that I was doing to begin with, why it mattered and what the process is, what the, the point of it all was. So I was really excited to have this conversation with Amanda. If you're curious, if you, if this is really sparking something in you, please go to Amanda's website, guardianones.com and sign up for her, for her class She's only accepting 15 people, and I so I would say jump on that as soon as you can, um, especially if it really is starting to resonate with you. She offers payment plans, and she's just really, really flexible and, and accommodating, so check that out. See if it's something that you want to do. I highly recommend it, as I said several, several times. I always like hyping my friends because they're so amazing. Anyway, so thank you so much for listening. If you want to see our beautiful faces, go to our YouTube channel, which way from here, YouTube channel, you'll see the icon. I am posting all of the Zoom interview videos onto there and also Podbean posts the podcast version onto the YouTube channel as well. So if you're more of a YouTube person, go check that out. Or if you just like to see our faces, go check that out. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate that you're taking your time to listen to what I have to say and what my friends have to say. It's really an honor. And until next time, see ya.